I should be studying for my universal statistical analysis and mathematical theory exams. Hi, Amy, you'll ace it. We've got to have a group of five to get the free lessons. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch every episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And we have a great, great episode for you this week, uh, both in terms of the actual episode of Sailor Moon that we're going to be watching, which is episode 39, paired with a monster, Mako, the ice skating queen. Uh, It's great. It's bizarre. You're going to love it. Uh, uh, And we also have a great episode of this show because we have a great uh, we are joined by someone who I have wanted to have on the show since day one uh, a great friend of mine someone that I've worked with in the past uh, you will know her as the artist uh, you'll probably like I was going to say you'll know her as the artist of Subatomic Party Girls <laughs> you'll know her as the artist of Marvel's The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl uh, Erica Henderson welcome to the show how are you today? I'm doing great Chris how are you doing? I'm doing good I'm doing good uh, I'm ready for Marvel Comics Presents Sailor Business right right now it's going to be exciting no, uh, not, so Erica not- not just legally speaking, not officially. <laughs> no, no. Legally speaking, no one has any idea what we're doing on this show at all. Uh, so, Erica, welcome to the show. Thanks. Now, Erica, uh, I wanted to have you on the show very early, and you told me months ago that you wanted to come on the show basically to tell me how wrong I was about Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> I, th- I think partly that was like you and Betty having an argument and then Betty roping me into it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, listen, she she went and got back up. I did I I was fighting that fight alone. Well, I'm pretty sure like she and I were in the same room at that time and she was like, Oh my god, look at what Chris is texting me right now. He calls her a pile of trash. That's all I'm saying. He calls her a trash heap. It's hard to come back from that. So now, Erica, what is your history with Sailor Moon? Okay. Um, I def- I started watching Sailor Moon when it was on Toonami, like I'm sure a lot of us did. Uh, I-, I watched it pretty religiously. I had a lot of, I had a bunch of the movies on fan sub from Chinatown. I bought a ton of fan subs. Um, but I haven't really watched it much since then. This has been my first time in like, I think a decade. It was today for this show. Wow. But I was huge Sailor Moon fan. And I haven't picked up the books, but I haven't had a chance to read them. They're still, they're like coming up soon in my queue. The uh, the manga? Yeah, no, I bought all of them. You were actually there uh, at I the convention. I was there when you bought all of them. Yeah, when I went downstairs to the, we were at a convention where the, like it was at a, like a, a hotel and the creators were on the second floor and the dealers were in the basement. So you had mm-hmm. to like take like a really long escalator or an elevator down uh, to get to the comics. And so like I went downstairs and I came back with uh, 15 volumes of Sailor Moon. <laughs> nice. I was like, hey, they made me a deal. 
Did they? That's nice. Yes. Uh, well, like, look, when someone says, hey, how much for these 14 volumes of Sailor Moon plus Sailor V? Uh, somebody's like, yeah, let me let me cut you a deal. Those are warm in the shelf right now. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really like the uh, Sailor Moon purchasing kind of crowd. So they were probably pretty excited. Also, we, we actually mentioned this on the show when Katie Skelly was on. But when I did the art trade uh, with uh, Katie at Heroes Con last year, you were the one who drew Sailor Moon's eyes oh. on my <laughs> Sailor right. Moon drawing because I couldn't remember how anime eyes worked and i had a lot of practice as uh, a middle schooler drawing anime eyes did you draw a lot of did you draw a lot of sailor moon as a kid oh my god so okay actually just two days ago because i was clearing a lot of stuff um it's like old boxes that i've moved from place to place that i don't really look in that i know has like old art in it but i just figured i haven't looked in here i can get rid of it i found so much middle school art oh my god there was sailor moon there was uh there's a fair amount of pokemon um found some elf quest in there that was that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, I drew a lot of big eyes. Nice. I think I ultimately stuck with the Akira Toriyama. What? Uh, no, th- go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like it, it's that's interesting because like there's you can kind of see that influence in your work, but it's more that uh, and especially with Squirrel Girl, uh, when a uh, chipmunk hunk showed up in Squirrel Girl, I had five people text me or I am me <laughs> and say. And say, Erica gave Squirrel Girl her own tuxedo mask. Because you do, like, the like he even wears the mask, which is great. It's just funny because, like, I was thinking about making him a sort of tuxedo mask figure, but then I didn't even realize that I gave him the mask. Like, until you said that to me, that, like, people texted you about that, I was like, oh, shit, I gave him the mask. <laughs> It was, it was like not a conscious choice. I did like one pencil drawing of him and then did like some, a quick color of that for Rico so he can color it. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is, uh, it is pretty amazing. If anybody out there is, I, I, I can't imagine that people are listening to this show and not also checking out Squirrel Girl because if you like this show, you will love that comic. Yeah, it's so much uh, fun. It's you should so definitely, fun. definitely pick up the one that just says the word butts on the cover, which is my favorite <laughs> issue of anything. <laughs> Uh, I, I bought that comic twice just so I could have the the butts cover. I, I was really resistant to the idea of like the eats nuts kicks butts covers, uh, right. and I especially like I really brought up like we really want a cover that just has butts on it. And they argued their point, and I saw it, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> was their point? <laughs> yes, we do. It's a cover that says butts on it. We're never gonna get a chance to do this again. I mean, it's basically like Ryan wrote all text for those covers. He basically said that, didn't he? It was like this is the Marvel comic that says butts on the cover. What an age we live in. Does it? Oh, I didn't realize the covers had alt text. Uh, yeah, I didn't get those because those, those were second printings. Have alt text. No, oh, yeah, the, the second printings have alt text because they each use a panel from inside that issue. Okay. And uh, so they wanted alt text for them because they were from inside the book, but most of the covers do not. Yeah, well, it is a terrific so, comic and yeah, highly recommended from both of them. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, Erica, I'm glad you're here. Um, no, there was, a, there was a phrase that you used in conversation with me, and I did tell you <laughs> that I wanted you to say it on the show. Uh... Do, do you want? I, 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 maybe you should just open it up and read it out loud. Maybe maybe let's have Chris say it. I, I don't know the exact wording. Chris is way more excited about this than I am. Oh, okay. Uh, you're gonna have to let me find it in the transcripts. You have transcripts <laughs> of your conversation, nice. Yeah, it was I, an email. Oh. It's not a transcript. Email. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a stenographer. <laughs> 
Uh, the phrase that you used was tuxedo mask was an integral part of my blossoming into a woman. Wow. <laughs> Which is beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah, every, phrase. Everyone has those, uh, those like, you know, middle school right at puberty crushes. That was one of them. What was, what was the appeal of, of tuxedo mask for you? Because like, look, we've had the argument with Bethany, with, with Betty. Uh, I've had the argument with Jordan several times. Uh, until okay, well, what, what did, what did they say? Uh, they say that they're like, oh, they're Dustin Moon lovers. So everything he says to her is fine. That's <laughs> no. what they said. I'm pretty sure that's that what it was. That is not all we said. No, no, that's, that's. That, that, I can't get behind that one because, like, I don't know. That That's, like, you, you can't just say people are meant to be together, so they should be together. That's, like, how miserable couples raise miserable children and not get divorced. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think he was always just, like, cool and mysterious. And, um, and obviously, I don't remember too much at this point, but just in the two episodes that we watched today, spoilers, um, he's like trying to help her despite the fact that he has no idea who he is and he's working for the bad guys. So like clearly there's something there even if like he's not ready for it now. The weird thing is I feel like he's a better boyfriend when he has been brainwashed to be evil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because, like, good, like, good Memoru, uh, you know, ostensibly good Memoru, neutral Memoru, uh, is, like, w- you know, we, we've looked at a lot of different justifications for the way that he's he's so mean to Yusagi. Like, uh, you know, Jordan's idea of, of him just, you know, teasing her. Yes. Uh, I think it was Karen Healy who was on the show who's like, yeah, like, look, he's a dude who doesn't understand why he's so attracted to this 14-year-old girl. He's, he's trying to push her away. <laughs> Uh, but like, but like, even Tuxedo Mask like will just show up and not do anything most of the time. Uh, up to this point, I do in the remember show. that. I do remember that happening. Farewell. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember a lot of the early stuff because, like, yeah, it's been like fifteen years. But like Prince Endymion, Tuxedo Mask is like weirdly like you can see the struggle of him wanting to help Sailor Moon a lot more clearly than you see his actual desire to help Sailor Moon. Which I, I mean, it, it might you know what it might be that thing where like a lot, a lot of times in people's first relationships like their first real relationship they're kind of stupid because they haven't they don't have to think about they have to like think things through and now that he's gone through this like ridiculous hardship he's more considerate of what's going on right I, I do think that it's a, a lot of it is a function of uh, this part of the show coming after the big romantic reveal like the big oh you were Prince Endymion I was Princess Serenity we're destined to be together that's why we have the feelings that we feel for each other and then he is immediately, you know, crystalled in the back and put in the microwave and turned into Tuxedo Hot Pocket. Right. I mean, because when he was, quote unquote, helping Sailor Moon before, he wasn't, again, even then, he wasn't doing it because he was just like, well, it's the right thing to do and she's great and that's why I'm helping her. Like, he's doing it for weird reasons then, too. He's sitting there going... I. I don't know who this girl is, but I feel compelled to help her, even though I, I don't know why. And then they're they're in direct competition. He's like, she specifically wants to steal all these crystals that I also want to steal. So, like, I kind of like her and I kind of feel like I should help her. But at the same time... I don't- <laughs> I mean, it's he's up. This is the this is the closest he's been to being unconflicted. And yes, like you said, he's completely one hundred percent conflicted. So he's always in a weird position before this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so with that, 
uh, before we head into the episode, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about some of the tweets that we've gotten. Oh. Uh, I wait, think we probably wait, wait, have. Wait. Did we get Did we get who your favorite scout is? Oh, that's right. We did not get who Erica's favorite scout is. Oh, you know what? Uh, growing up, it was always Mars. Oh, no. That explains a lot. <laughs> wait, explains what? A lot. What? We don't like what? Mars because she's so mean. So great. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, in this episode, in in this episode okay. specifically, I, I'm gonna say like just uh okay. In in 39, Jupiter was pretty awesome. Like, but I think as a kid, I was super into like how completely forthright she was and also we had the same hair and uh also she could make finger guns and fire would come out <laughs> that's a, did you did that's you have a reason. did you have long hair when you were a kid yeah down to my butt oh wow yeah was it was it highlighted with purple it, it was not because that is sailor mars hair well that's artistic ice <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm telling you, uh, Mars has purple hair and Luna is is blue nope. or whatever. Because there's, there, there's actually a thing with uh, when Japanese people talk about different shades of black hair, like one with like a cooler, like more blue kind of tint to it is preferable to the more brown sort of hmm. uh, tinted hair. So I think it's actually meant to be that sort of cool tinted black hair. All right. Like Superman with his blue hair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like blue highlights. They're not actually, he didn't like go and get his hair dyed. It's no. just like the show <laughs> where like, you know, there are strands. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, uh, Chris. Go ahead. Before we get into the episode, uh, before we get into the episode, I do want to talk about uh, some of the tweets that we've gotten. Uh, we always, always love it when, when people do fan art for the show. It's fantastic. It makes us feel so good. Uh, <laughs> yep. That said, I feel like we've gotten the best fan art that we're ever going to get. Which is a recreation of the uh, spaghetti scene from Lady and the Tramp with Sailor Moon as a tennis ball, which is my favorite thing, and Tuxedo Mask as a Hot Pocket. How did that start is... again? What, what? How did we get this in? Because, because they put him in the microwave. Oh, right, right, of he, course. Right. That's, that, was, that was my fault. Right, right, right. <laughs> they are they're in an alley uh, at a spaghetti dinner being serenaded by me and Jordan. Yep. Wow. Jordan playing his ukulele. Wow. Like and the details on this. First of all, the Tokyo Towers in the background. Second of all, Jordan's playing a ukulele. Third of all, the plate of spaghetti looks like Usagi and has meatballs where her odongos are. Yep, that's the best part for sure. Wow. Oh, tuxedo mask for being a hot pocket in a mask and top hat looks really smug about it. <laughs> oh, he does not. He looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to learn to play the accordion, Chris? It, it is. I, I can't see it, so I can't comment. Oh, here. It's here. on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll send you a link. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send this to Erica right now. Send it to me. How? I just sent it to you on uh, on Gchat. Oh, okay. Gchat. This is the night. What? <laughs> he kind of looks like Twinkie the Kid. <laughs> He does. He kind of does. Maybe Twinkie the Kid was secretly the uh, the Twinkie Prince of Earth. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, so well, well, if we're talking about art, let me also just just say uh, that was by that was by uh, uh, Barely Sushi. Oh yes, I'm sorry, I, I forgot to uh, credit it. Barely Sushi uh, on Twitter drew that for us. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, which but I just want to say yes, that was a beautifully rendered and and like colored and and fully completed. But I also do want to give a shout out to Emma Gabor who did a, a just a quick pencil drawing of Luna turned into a tennis ball eating a cheeseburger. Um, fantastic. And it Absolutely said, fantastic. And it's, she said 
it was why, the, the reason she joined thing? Twitter. The tennis ball thing is there was a there was an episode of the show where there's a tennis monster who turns Sailor Moon into a tennis ball, and it is the funniest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> she looks just like she does in that drawing. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, we we you know we got obsessed with it. Um, here I'll show you the uh, I'll, I'll put in the Skype the link to uh, it, again. Yeah. It's just a cute little drawing, and uh, I'm very happy about it. It's very fun. And she's yeah, eating a cheeseburger because that's what uh, Sailor Mercury's doing in the picture <laughs> that Yusagi gives to her boyfriend. Her one uh, true love, I mean. No, no. <laughs> Jordan, don't start. Uh, so seriously, thank thank you uh, for sending wow. those in. Those are absolutely delightful. I love the Luna as a tennis ball. I love the uh, Lady and the Tramp scene. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, and if you if you have those, or if you even just want to see them, you can check us out on uh, twitter.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, we are at sailorbusiness on Twitter, so check that out. And now it's time for our episode, which is a great one. If you want to watch along with us, it's on Hulu. It's episode 39 of Sailor Moon, paired with a monster, Mako the Ice Skating Queen. And it is a good one. Uh, now, just to catch everybody up real quick, real, just like five seconds. Can I have five seconds, Jordan? You you may. Can Give it a shot. Five seconds. Just five quick seconds. Our heroine is Usagi Tsukino. No, she's 14 years old. She's a cancer and her blood type is O and her birthday is coming up. In fact, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this the day it goes up, her birthday is tomorrow. Oh my God. Jordan oh. and I have to do something for that. We have to figure out what we're going to do. We should. I think we're just going to do like a little, like a, a small little bonus episode okay. uh, to say happy birthday to Usagi. Uh, she is secretly Sailor Moon and even more secretly, she is the Moon Princess. She is Princess Serenity of the uh, Silver Millennium, which was a kingdom on the moon some time ago uh, and she was reincarnated as a uh, Japanese middle school student Isagi Tsukino uh, she fights the Dark Kingdom which is the uh, which organization what would you call them group army gang? I don't know army Dark yeah. Kingdom gang sounds good gang sounds good yeah the gang because there's uh, like four of them <laughs> four of them they have matching jackets uh they uh are responsible for the destruction of the moon kingdom and have maybe been reborn or maybe been around the entire time uh not really clear on that uh but with the help of her allies she has whittled down their forces to only one remaining general who is kunzite and uh or but I guess is the conjunction that I want to use there. Yes. Uh, but the Dark Kingdom has uh, successfully recruited uh, Prince Endymion, who was uh, Usagi's or, or Princess Serenity's destined lover on the moon uh, and who was a 48 year old, uh, 48 year old Japanese man named Mamoru Chiba, who always used to yell at this 14 year old on the street. Uh, he was secretly Tuxedo Mask. There's some other Sailor Scouts. This is not a great episode to start with. If you don't know all this stuff already, that's it. I, you, I'm not. I'm not doing the whole rundown. You went way over five seconds already. So was it a I'm little sure bit? I have four seconds left. You, you, you got to get me that Grant Morrison Superman origin. Come on for Sailor Moon. Uh, okay. Uh, talking cat. Uh, Moon Kingdom. It's already Moon pretty Kingdom. confusing. Talking cat. Uh, ki- kindly girl genius. <laughs> I, Some other scouts. No, I don't Sailor know about Moon. this. I don't think this worked. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Here's a challenge for our listeners on Twitter. Uh, if you have a the uh, eight word Sailor Moon origin, a la the first page of All Star Superman, send it to us, and we will read some of them on the show uh, at Sailor Business on Twitter. So we open at the Zucchino household. <laughs> 
Yes. This is where Usagi lives. And she is hanging out with, uh, uh, it's, uh, Minako. Yep. Her and, who is uh, Sailor Venus. Her and Venus. And the two cats. Which is weird because you don't usually see, uh, Usagi hanging out with one of the other scouts. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, I, again, I have had this, uh, Sailor Venus and Sailor Moon have this connection because they're basically the same character because Sailor V was the prototype for Sailor Moon. Uh, you know, they, they have cats that are exactly alike. Uh, so it's interesting that they have kind of become the best friends of the group where they will hang out with each other without the other, uh, without the others. I mean, it makes the per- makes perfect sense. Again, who are they going to hang out with? They're going to hang out with Amy? No, she's studying. Are they going to ha- hang out with Ray? No, she's mean. Are they going to hang out with Jupiter? Maybe. They I could see that. But, you know, she's probably, I don't know, cooking or pining over a boy. And so today it's just the two of them. Now, uh, uh, Erica, do you have any insights into the, the Venus uh, moon friendship? The Usagi uh, Minako friendship? It could just be a cat play date. <laughs> It might just, it might actually like I had not considered that, but it might actually be uh that Luna and Artemis are hanging out <laughs> and they brought their humans. Yeah. <laughs> So this scene starts the bananasness of this show already. Uh, so they're they're sitting around and they're watching TV and they're uh, watching footage oh, of uh, what? Real quick, real quick, uh, fashion report. Okay, please. Uh, really cute outfits. <laughs> uh, Sailor Moon wearing a uh, green sweater with uh, a character on it that I I do not know what that means. Uh, and a like uh, pleated red skirt, very cute. Uh, Minako is wearing like a turtleneck under a vest, which is very, very 1992 uh, wintertime styles. <laughs> so uh, they're watching TV and they're watching a an uh, Olympic gold medal winning uh, skating pair uh, who are named uh, uh, Janelin and Misha. Janelin, I don't know how to pronounce it. And they're both so excited. They love this. This is so impressive to them. And then Artemis drops this ridiculous fact on us oh well that makes sense because ice skating was the most popular sport on the moon (laughs) back in the day (laughs) right of course and then then there's a like a shot of a skating rink on the moon yes now we've seen the moon kingdom before in the past and the moon kingdom has had like buildings beautiful buildings and and architecture and gardens and air this just looks like they were like they they wrote in the script cut to uh a ice skating rink on the moon and they just drew like ice in a crater yeah. with a bunch of people skating in it like as though it is <laughs> yeah, the moon as it looks now yeah somebody just filled up a crater with water and it's cold so it froze and they're skating I mean, on it they, they probably didn't like have buildings on every inch of the moon there has to be some spots where you know there's just regular moon landscape <laughs> so you're so you're, you're saying this is like the the naturalistic school of moon architecture of moon yeah. Kingdom yeah. architecture, but it's also a popular skating rink. <laughs> it, it could be their central park, you know, it's just like oh. some natural moon in the middle of the city. Their central park is just this desolate, rocky wasteland. Yeah, it's the Let's fucking preserve moon. that. Let's preserve that. <laughs> So may- maybe oh, it is. Maybe I don't think is. I don't think Jordan wants to put cuss words in our episode titles, but it's the fucking moon would be a pretty good one <laughs> for this one. 
so not only then do we find out, oh yeah, uh, ice skating was the, f- the number one sport on the moon, and Princess, uh, well, I want to call her Princess Serena, but uh, Princess uh, Moon, whatever her name was in the Japanese version. Princess Serenity. Was it Princess Serenity? I thought it was Queen Serenity. I guess Queen Serenity is her later. So fine. Princess Serenity was well, the- yeah, Queen Serenity is also her mom. It's also her mom? That's why I'm getting confused. Yes. Which one is which? She's, she's she's probably like Serenity the 20th or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Princess Serenity Jr. Um, Princess Serenity. And Princess Serenity grows up to become, at the very least, Queen Serenity the second. Neo Queen Serenity. And then uh, Chibiuzo will be Queen Serenity the third. Anyway, uh, they go, they say Princess Serenity was also amazing at skating. And Yuzaki's just like, oh, that's right. I am pretty awesome at everything. Um, <laughs> and everybody rolls their eyes. And now, this leads us to the Dark Kingdom <laughs> where uh, Kunzite, I don't know how Kunzite got to be like the last Negaverse general because like his plans are sub-Jedi level at this point. Oh, because he's the laziest. That's all. He's the one who I just didn't so. do anything. They would I, I go, think, who yeah, wants he was to just go? asleep when the war was going on. Yeah, they just go, who wants to go and he was just like not me and everybody else went first and they all died and now he's like i gotta work i definitely feel like kunzite was coasting on uh zoicide's hard work yeah that's why he kept uh, trying to tag along because he would be like yeah yeah this is my plan too i i, I helped on this one he just signed his name at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> so last week uh we saw the episode was it last week's episode i feel like it was where one. with the, the skiing yeah yeah uh where kunzite's big plan was to put out a flyer that said moon princess contest at a <laughs> ski resort uh and then be like yeah i mean the moon princess will probably show up like whoever wins the moon princess contest that's probably her i mean he's got good instincts yeah let's, well i mean the weird thing that. is that plan that plan worked almost that plan well like it, it worked in every way except they did not actually end up killing sailor moon but like they lured her into the trap yes but again their plan was the best skier would be sailor moon and they were 100 percent wrong about that. yes but now they know that the best figure skater will be sailor moon <laughs> oh, God. and the weird thing is have to get like, off winter sports well in last week's episode they did not feel the need to justify it no like there was no there was no thing where it was like it was like oh yeah skiing was really popular on the moon now this week it's like and again erica i think you're right i feel like they took this episode into the office and somebody was like we're doing like another like we just did skiing like we're gonna do another we're gonna do like another winter sport and they're like yeah but this one was when popular the on the moon what's going on during that time was this like the weeks while the olympics was happening did we check that oh it might have been Nin- what was it were there winter olympics in 1992 uh let's see winter 19 yes there were 1992 winter olympics uh from france uh, so it would, but that would have been way, that would have been much earlier. That would have been in February. Yeah, but that's so, when they would be working on it, right? I guess if the show, if the show was out, surely they would not have been working on it that far in advance because this has to be like the, the late winter of 1992. This has well, to be here, like, I can tell you when it aired. Or early 93. I can look up when okay. it Okay. What's the sure. air date? 39 aired on January 9th, 1993. So yeah, about a year after the, the Winter Olympics. But again, I think that makes sense. They could have been working that on it. That does make sense. They could have been working on it. And it, 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 at least would have been at least would have been fresh in their minds when they had uh when they had been uh when they were writing the episodes and trying to figure out what they were going to schedule for next winter yeah that's pretty funny yeah so uh kunzite explains this big plan but no but you're right because it is but but it's it's worth just really dwelling on how random it is because again it literally could have been anything they could have any plan they could have just gone oh you know again uh eating lasagna was very popular on the moon let's have a lasagna contest uh 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 that would have <laughs> you look at the United States, there are like so many popular sports. It doesn't have to be as big as football to be like a thing that a lot of schools offer. Like, That's I don't true. know, the 
lacrosse. <laughs> lacrosse was very big on the moon. <laughs> looking down at the earth was very werewolves. big on the moon. Let's have a looking down on the earth contest. <laughs> I don't know. Please send us in your ideas of what was really popular on the moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, besides skating and craters and gardening. <laughs> so Kunzite's idea is like, yeah, so since this was the most popular moon kingdom sport, then this is probably going to be the most popular sport among the reincarnated moon kingdom girls. So we should do a big ice skating thing and lure them out which if it was if it was that popular wouldn't they already be into it they probably are like if this if this plan like wouldn't they all like oh you're saying he should be like these person these people won olympic gold medals one of them is probably the moon princess yes (laughs) right yes exactly shouldn't they shouldn't they just like be targeting the japanese uh figure skating team at this point isn't there a difference between like liking something a lot and training 12 hours a day in it yeah well i mean like that's yes and no because the episode (laughs) yeah exactly is that whoever's really good at ice skating is going to be the moon princess i mean in real life you just sort of have a bad idea of how reincarnation works i think well this is you know what Uh, that's a good question for the later in the episode that i don't understand because well we'll get to it everyone seems to think it works a certain way and they're clearly wrong but i don't know if they are so okay you're okay i'm just gonna say it then so you're talking about the fact that we are gonna learn usagi sucks at figure skating or at least she does for most of the episode um yes but jupiter is really good at it and it's unclear to me whether the implication is yeah jupiter's good at it because she's sporty and she ice skates a lot and she practices or if it's like no no she's good at it because of her previous life yeah i mean, I mean there's a line when they were first going in she's like oh you never skated before and then she just like goes in and is really good at it i feel like that line sort of indicates that she's done this before well for sure she's definitely done it before in general but like has she done it has she done it has she practiced what i'm saying is has she practiced uh, in in an amount that justifies her skill because she's portrayed as being like amazing i mean i feel like with with makoto it's very easy to go like oh yeah it's a physical activity she's good at it okay. like she is like fairly established as being you know naturally gifted at physical activities like punching i mean that is a physical activity <laughs> you can't deny it don't even try to tell me that punching is not <laughs> a physically demanding task it's a physical activity i was not joking in that respect um, so go Kunzai, ahead Kunzai explains the plan and queen barrel actually finishes it for him and queen barrel seems like she is up to here with it with Kunzai. because she goes oh so you're gonna lure out the moon princess with this dumb plan and then steal the silver crystal right this thing you've tried before and uh because i was like yeah i don't see this going wrong that actually seems like that's a good interpretation because next episode she does not even go to him at all yeah true yeah so so then of course endymion shows up to gloat and and says if you have any pride you would just call her out uh which sure but like in the past that doesn't go great for generals of the megaverse i mean that's literally what jedi did he appeared in giant hollow vision above the city and said sailor moon i'm gonna fight you and then he you know died yes uh but the weird thing is that in last week's episode tuxedo mask's whole thing was like hey this plan's dumb they're not that stupid he was wrong (laughs) this time his plan is like uh you should you shouldn't like try and use this clever subterfuge on them you should you should just challenge them to a straight up fight because there's more honor into it and it's like like no this plan's still dumb <laughs> Like, but he knows it's going to work. I mean, you yeah, know, even if it's a dumb plan, it's clearly worked in the past. But also that didn't work. Like, well, the, the calling them, getting them there worked. It didn't work in the long run. So it's why would that work again? So it kind of makes sense. Well, I do feel like I, I just feel like uh, at this point, memory should be like, I can't believe your stupid plans keep working. <laughs> 
Well, but that's the like, thing. Uh, Kunzite slash Malachite points out, if you hadn't interfered in the last one, it would have worked. And he's pro- he might be right. I mean, we don't know if he's right. The Sailor Scouts are powerful. but I mean, it's, they're powerful, but, but like he was the one that got them out of it. Right, like, exactly. It, it, they couldn't be able to figure it out. If like anyone else had looked up, they might have figured it out too. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, this plan is is a terrible plan, but it's just as likely to work as any of the terrible plans. And if if and if uh, Endymion, you know, keeps his nose out of it, it's more likely to work. Which, and of course, he won't. Yeah, he won't. That's that's a necessary premise for the show. And it's funny that Queen Beryl does not get involved in that. Like, I would, if, like, it seems like Kunzite should be like, uh, he keeps fucking up my plans. <laughs> and she should be like, yeah, Endymion, <laughs> stop it. But instead, they just go, he keeps fucking up my plans. Like, do you think he's got his memories back? And she's like, nah. <laughs> That's it. No, she he doesn't. Everything's fine. Well, he does keep deliberately screwing up my plans. Eh, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I think Indian's getting a lot of leeway. <laughs> she thinks he, he's uh, so beautiful. Right, right. Because uh, <laughs> there's there's a thing. There's something going on. Uh, now, Chris believes. Okay, just to, to clue you in, Erica. Chris believes that <laughs> Queen Beryl is sleeping with Indian. They're fucking. <laughs> I mean, she's already brainwashed. You can tell him whatever she wants. <laughs> She can just be like, hey, you work for me. Also, we're lovers, just to be clear. You know, when she does her little, like, men in black, like, blinky thing. (laughs) Just so we're clear. Hey, heads up. uh, Just BT dubs. Uh, We are boning. (laughs) I mean, she's evil. What does she care? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So from there, we cut back to uh, Jenalyn and Misha, who are skating. And uh, this is actually one of the few times that we get to see the uh, characters as they're kind of taken over by the, the, the Dark Kingdom since the, the Rainbow Crystal saga. Wait, like, we've kind of... Do you think so? See, because I was, I was actually really unclear on that. Because when he appears, what is it that Kunzite says? He says, I thought the way he talked about it made it seem like they're already evil. And I was like, oh. What? No, I think they're just like, I think they're just bad people. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just like, I think they were just sort of, maybe not even like terrible people, but they were like people who had gotten like their fame to their heads and the fame had gone to their heads and they were just jerks in that moment. They seemed to like get out of it and be okay at the end. But like, I meant, I meant what he sort of hit them right when they were right in like a bad place. When Kunzite shows up, he says, you've been given a mission by the Dark Kingdom, which to me sounded like I thought he was saying like, you've already got a mission. Like, stop, stop fighting. You have to do a mission. Remember? Rather than him going you you've been given a mission in this second yeah i mean like i when i watched it last night i kind of interpreted it as that's him showing up to to you know turn them into monsters turn them into yoma but yeah, i think he was being dramatic <laughs> okay but i mean there is certainly a way that you can look at it as as like he's you know going up to to talk to his pre-existing troops yell at them for breaking up yeah <laughs> and yell at them for for being bad ice skaters so <laughs> so again we cut to <laughs> A giant building that no one has ever noticed before. <laughs> right, right. Hey, look at this brand new architectural marvel that we've never seen. Uh, and I will say, it is it is, is beautiful. The Tenban Ice Arena. It's it is totally beautiful. I don't understand what it is. Besi- like, I know what an arena is shaped like, you know, basically roundish. <laughs> a giant ice rink. I'm assuming that's down at the bottom of it. I don't know what all of those multiple pyramids and <laughs> towers are for. But okay. Oh, they're evil. Okay, it's evil. Right, right. <laughs> now, th- this all 
also raises the question, do you think this is another uh, Dark Kingdom construction project? Sure. It must be. I mean, it doesn't turn well, into creepiness later, like the, the Victory Tower or whatever it was called. Not the Victory right. Tower. Whatever the stupid Tokyo Tower was called. The Starlight Tower. There you go. The Starlight Tower. Called. Do you think they, like, got Frank Lloyd writing on this thing? They got Frank Lloyd wrong. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, so, oh, Chris, I'm sure you would like to pause here for another fashion report. Oh, man. Oh, boy, boy, howdy. Oh, I love the ice skating outfits. Oh, no, not even, we're not even there yet. We'll get to those, too. We're going to have a lot of fashion. Right, the the ones where they're just hanging out and chatting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I love those, too. Like, okay. Uh, As usual, Jupiter's rocking a lot of earth tones. She's got her, uh, her uh, mustard yellow and green and uh, the light green tights. Amy's wearing a mess. Yeah, it looks Amy, Amy's got like five different colors on. It's not not a great look. Orange jacket, like brown dress, light brown blouse, but with like a turquoise collar, which is nasty. It's a, I think she's wearing a turtleneck under a vest. Is that what it is? Oh, under okay. a jacket. Another turtleneck. Also, turtleneck. reading a book, right. again, Amy is, is back to being a, uh, is, is back to her one note for the, uh, the duration of this episode. Uh, and finally, now, now, Usagi and in the same outfits that they were wearing earlier, but they've just kind of swapped it out for they, they, they've put on jackets. And well, and, uh, and they and my favorite thing in the world is that both cats are draped over their shoulders again, which is I yeah. just I just always as love accessories. That. I just always love that. I I try to imagine life if my cat was willing to just be draped over my shoulder and let me walk around in public, and it would never happen. But it would be the best thing in the world. It would be it would be very weird if your cat was a sentient being. <laughs> Like, if your cat could talk and had aspirations and dreams. Uh, now, in the middle, we have Ray. Ray, who is wearing a white shirt, long sleeve, and pink overalls. Mm-hmm. Just just the, the pinkest and most overall-y of these pink overalls. They're very Usagi overalls. Like, I could see Usagi wearing those easily, but I would never have They're very, very blossom. Sure, sure. Uh, with her hands tucked into the, the like, underneath the chest part I guess to keep warm is just not a good very weird not into it not in like do not uh, do not approve of this outfit so you're probably wondering say, like, oh go ahead i was just gonna say like we we are really past the uh past the uh the part of the show where i am approving of all the outfits <laughs> yeah you used to love every single one now you yeah, we're like into some couple of we're into some some hard 90s fashions right now so you're probably wondering why all five scouts are there when only two of them were excited about ice skating uh and that's what the scouts themselves are wondering they're going okay fine so there's they're giving away free ice skating lessons with these olympic medalists why did you invite us we don't give a crap yeah and Amy's like, yeah, I, I should be studying, of course. Uh, and the answer is, oh, because they're free, they're free ice skating lessons for groups of five. <laughs> you have to only come. for groups of five girls. <laughs> if you come as five girls in a group, they will let you in free. And and all the other scouts go, uh, what? <laughs> and Yusagi's like, yeah, pretty suspicious, right? <laughs> Let's go check it out. <laughs> yeah, and like I, mean, I love that they already know it's bad news bears. 
<laughs> it's just they're like we get to go ice skating whatever let's go it's free they I mean, are but it's like they know it's suspicious but they're still gonna do it and they and never don't feel yeah they never act at all like they're there investigating and when bad stuff starts to happen they're like what like they they don't they don't really go in suspicious at all and the cats look so tired <laughs> oh, so cool. this is clearly a thing where they heard about it and you saw again and were like oh we gotta go get the girls together so we could go and learn how to be awesome ice skaters. And Luna and Artemis were like, don't you, like, do you know this happens every week, guys? <laughs> Sorry, Minako. This literally <laughs> happened to you last week where there was a new event. Like, anytime there's a new building in this goddamn town with a celebrity giving out lessons, it, you know what's going to happen. And they were like, all right, you're suspicious. So you're saying we should definitely go there and do this to check it out. Right. Okay, bye. Don't like, they, and do the cats disappear? I don't think the cats appear for the rest of the episode. They probably don't let cats in. I mean, they like, don't let cats in many places. Animal free. I mean, they should let them in because they have cats, <laughs> which is what we learned in the princess. Oh, right. Episode. Yeah, they should be like, they should be like, you're definitely sailor when you're trying to get in here with a cat with a moon on its head. Does it talk? Yeah. No. Oh, well, close enough. Also, these girls have cats with moons on their heads. <laughs> So, so this is the one place well, in Tokyo where they I, stop her and say, don't bring your cat in, apparently, because every other place she goes. Oh, well. Real quick, uh, you know, I've had the uh, the the weird idea that I had when I was a kid that as an adult, I haven't found a whole lot of textual support for that Usagi and Minako were basically twins, that they that they are doubles for each other. Uh, someone actually sent us a, uh, uh, a panel from Sailor V uh, about how th- there's a line where it says, you know, Venus is the Earth's twin in terms of like, you know, the size and the composition position of the planets hmm. uh and that might be where i picked it up when i was younger mm-hmm. but there's a this episode has them when they say now that sounds suspicious they're in the same pose mirroring each other yeah uh with you know and they both have the cats over their shoulder and they they're both like you know they have the same face and the same <laughs> eyes this episode was almost like commentary on dumb blondes because like those two <laughs> just kept like it, it was just those two they kept doing the same dumb stuff yeah. which again you know they're the two blondes they're, they're the only, you know, of, of the inner century, they're the only ones who have the same hair color, oh, even though they do actually give it a different shade. And didn't this scene also have another one of those Venus screws up a phrase, a phrase things? Yeah, it did. <laughs> like ask, which is like, anything that is asked needs to get answered or some stupid thing like that. And she's and Mercury's just like, no, that's not what it is. Yeah, which is a weird running gag about <laughs> Venus getting proverbs wrong. That the, the, they like, look, I love these these new translations, the new dubs the new subs they're great they do not do a good job with venus and her uh, bad proverbs so the girls agree to go in and this is where we're probably gonna have to pause again for fashion corner part two because oh this fashion is corner part three part three i'm sorry because this is actually crazy because <laughs> these girls two minutes ago were like why are we even here and then they were you find out oh they all have perfect <laughs> ice skating outfits and you and I and my first thought was wait they can't just ice skate in the stuff they were wearing like those were perfectly normal clothes to wear you just put on ice skates and you skate around no no they all have those aren't those aren't figure skating costumes <laughs> well, no they weren't but like they're not going out for a professional trials they're getting their first lessons <laughs> and so apparently it was like come with come with costumes <laughs> do you just go to do you just go do karate in your jeans <laughs> 
Jordan? Uh, it, well, I've never done karate, but if I but if I just on a whim signed up for karate, or if rather my friends roped me into karate without me being aware of it ahead of time, I probably would not have a gi. I would probably show up and go, so what do we do? Do we get a, like a robe or something? Like, are you going to give us a thing? And they would go, no, you idiot. Go buy one. I mean, to be fair, every single person in there has <laughs> a nice skating outfit. So there could just be rentals. It could be like bowling shoes. <laughs> I would, that's, what, that's what the rest of the building is. I would agree it's with all you. all little dresses. I would agree with you, except that everyone else in the building has the same outfit, just in different colors. Yeah, and, it's amazing. And uh, Usagi's crew, the, the, the Senshi, have very, they have much more elaborate and distinctive outfits because they are main characters. So you're going to tell us about them? Uh, yes. Now, the one that's really... No- okay, so Makoto's is basically the basic one. It's the plain green uh, dress. Uh, Amy has like a like a, a turtleneck style one that's teal with like a like a green uh, overshirt that looks really cute. Uh, Venus's is is uh, red with the blue trim. Uh, Usagi's is, is it orange? It is orange. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it looks red on my screen. No, it's. I think I think she's it's right. I think they're it's, all wearing their colors. I think it's Confederate well, well, flag colors. <laughs> it kind of is. Uh, well, Usagi has a really elaborate like white, very princessy one, which again, like if you're looking for the moon princess and everybody's wearing the same outfit except this one that's all white and pink and ruffled like maybe target her Ray's is Ray's sailor scout costume no only it's, similar except that it has it has long sleeves but it has a giant bow on the chest and it's weird cream it is colored. trimmed in red it's 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 cream but it's trimmed in red and it has the same skirt like with and the same cut okay. of the skirt it is her sailor scout uniform they are all wearing little ruffled skirts I mean yeah that's their costume. <laughs> this is this is that issue of Superman where Superman goes to the country where everybody has to wear a Superman costume. And so Clark Kent's walking around in a Superman costume. <laughs> It's, but again, I, I I mean the outfits are preposterous. I, I mean there's just the idea. I, I mean it's fine. Listen, it's fine. But if this was well, the tryouts for like the next team or something, I would I would understand that everybody is wearing perfect little costumes for ice skating. The fact that they're just like casually like, oh, we're just gonna go and get a lesson. Oh, cool, cool. Well, I have this custom costume, so it's no problem. Now, Erica, you're very fashionable. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Y- you uh you own most of the clothes that you drew in some Atomic Party Girls. <laughs> would say. Maybe not the sweaty Van Halen t-shirt. I don't know. I, I, I don't have the uh, the Barbarella costumes. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you make of the outfits that we've seen in this episode so far? Like, both from a, a, a fashion standpoint and from a design standpoint as an artist. I mean, they're just, they're just like really 90s. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to make any real comment on them because they're very much just of the time. And if we're going to talk about like 90s fashion, I kind of prefer the way these are interpreted better than like, if you look at early with the friends overalls yeah alright one last thing about this scene um the way that uh Amy and Makoto are standing I think Amy is supposed to have like her like her arm crossed over her body but it definitely looks like she is holding on to Makoto's arm which which because they are a couple oh I see what scene you're talking about and you're reading it no no I don't think I am I think think Isagi and Minako are best friends and uh Amy and and Mako are more than best friends. They're bestest friends. So Usagi comes hopping out, trying to put on her ice skates while standing up, uh, falls on her face. Uh, Ray calls her embarrassing. <laughs> 
and uh, then Janelin and Misha come out. Uh, and to, to be fair to Ray, it wouldn't be embarrassing if she just came out and fell, but she was like, I'm the best at this, I'm great, and then falls in her face. <laughs> She's the moon princess, you should her some respect. She's not the moon princess yet. I mean, she is. She's just she's just destined to be the moon princess. Well, she's, she's a former and future moon princess. Yeah, it depends how you yeah. look at it. So, Jenna Lynn is awesome, by the way. Like, she has this cool pink and blonde hair that rules. Yeah, she has a really cool two-tone hair. I like it a lot. She's definitely, like, a late 90s Marvel character. <laughs> sure. Um, so, so they, they they come out. They start skating around. Oh, another thing that's oh, really I thought cool you were gonna, about this episode. I thought you were going to say that Jenna uh, Lynn is cool. Misha is not. No, he's fine. <laughs> she's cooler than he's, him. He's pretty average. He's, like, I don't know. He's, he's pretty much like a regular Sailor Moon dude, you know? Well, more, uh, slightly more Mako certainly agrees with one word in that sentence which is pretty yes um i want to say something about the animation in this episode it's super fun because they're doing ice skating they can do a lot of fun animation in here so like there's a scene here where uh uh Jenilyn is is skating along and like you know the, you could again they don't because they're not walking they don't have to bounce up and down they're skating so they can move smoothly so you can just see the wind blowing and you and the background flying by and you know she's skating and then they have uh, misha just go like like just like zip into frame and it just looks really fun it just looks really cool it, it, there's some neat ice skating effects. I really like, it. and uh, so do, so do uh, so do Yusagi and, and Mina because they both have hearts in their eyes. <laughs> yes, and uh, but but Makoto doesn't have hearts in her eyes. She has she has weird sparkles. She's quivering uh, tear eyes. Yeah, and, and quivering tear eyes and a blush because Misha looks just like him, the boy who broke her heart. And I like that they're specific. That's something that they changed for the Deke dub. Deke dub, they just would always say he looks like my my, my old boyfriend Freddie. Um, um, but in, in this one, they actually are always very specific about what aspect of the boy is just like it. So you really could make that composite boy that we talked about making. <laughs> Uh, for Misha, it's his hair and the way his hair moves that are specifically just like her ex-boyfriend broke her heart. It, so, so is that is that what it is? That she it's, does say uh, that. Yeah, it's the way he moves. No, no, his hair. The way his hair moves. The way he, just the way his yeah. hair moves. It's just his hair. The only okay. thing that really reminds her of it is the hair, but that's enough, and she's completely won over. So uh, everybody gets on the ice. Uh, uh, Usagi is bragging about how she was a master in the Moon Kingdom, and again, she's saying this out loud. Yeah in public totally maybe maybe just just you know, skate around the arena see if anybody mentions the moon if see they, if anybody says moon princess if they had loaded kingdom. this place with the uh, microphones instead of cameras maybe they would have caught that but they didn't and uh, yeah so. Just <laughs> like, like they got this place wired for surveillance. Uh, so so yeah so uh, yeah the the three other girls uh, uh, Mercury Mars and Venus they're just like you know yeah we can skate and then out comes Ju Jupiter just slides smoothly past them all immediately starts doing that thing where you start skating backwards and you look awesome and uh, oh and then we do see the cats one last time because the cats are there so Artemis can go oh yeah Jupiter was really good at skating too right all right I remember. <laughs> <laughs> on the moon she was really good so what what part of how, how much how many moon skills translate what part of what part of your moon skills translate i think is a good question i mean i don't know i don't know well i mean i guess the implication of this episode all told in the in the end is that sailor moon does get better at skating by the end of it without practice you know what i mean she doesn't learn how to skate better she just has no choice but to skate and then skates on one foot gracefully <laughs> 
So, you know, I guess the skills... Mostly gracefully. Yeah, mostly gracefully. I mean, until they kick her legs out from under her, she's doing all right for a second there. Like, I it, mean, she, she's on her leg for a while, but she doesn't know how to stop. She's yes. like sort of getting it, but like not really. She's getting the things barked at her. Right. I, I guess it's like one of those, like, the more she acts on instinct without thinking about it at all, the better she is at it. She just has to get out of her own head. So Jupiter is immediately... St- Past Olympic level. <laughs> past uh, and Olympic in fact, level? Yeah. B- well, because... She does, like, a five, like, spin thing, like, immediately. That's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't do that in, like, human terms. And when she starts skating with Misha, th- she picks him up. Okay, well, wait, the, wait, 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 wait. We can't just skip straight to her picking him up, because there's so many things okay. that happen between then and there. Because at, okay. at the very least, you have to get to the part where Ray is a, a giant bitch again. <laughs> Hey, listen. We don't use that language on this show. I'm sorry. A mean, mean person. Uh, a self-centered jerk. Because Misha skates up to Jupiter and goes, you're amazing. I'd love to skate with you. And then Mars goes, yeah, uh, well, I'd love to skate with you. And he's just like, no. Why would she just try to cut in on that? It, it, she's just so self-centered. I can't even believe it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Misha and uh, Jenilyn are like, like, Jenilyn is like side-eyeing Misha super hard. Right. Because of their fight at the beginning, um, which was over like nothing, right? Like, it was just it was like one of them got the move wrong or they they they, they, yes. they fell and they both blamed each other now back in the back in the surveillance room Janelin is going through uh like she has pictures of all the skaters as they're skating mm-hmm. uh and and she also has like the outlines of all the senshi of all the scouts that she is cross-referencing all these people with the the body types and hairstyles <sighs> of the sailor senshi now again we like We've talked about this so much. And we've talked about how there is there has to be some kind of magic that prevents people from recognizing these girls who have no masks. Uh, but also, they have an outline of Sailor Moon with her costume and her hair. Yes. There's literally only one person in the arena who has that hair. There's only one. We know who it is. <laughs> Well, they well they, they show you they sh- they actually show them not bothering to check Sailor Moon because she's right. so crappy at skating. They yeah. literally have her up, and they're like, "Well, fuck this girl." Which is weird because in the last episode, they were like, "Yeah, Sailor Moon's really clumsy." Or no, uh, not but, the last episode. But it wasn't it wasn't the generals that did it. It was uh it was uh, Je- Jez, uh Yeah, I guess it was it was Janelin. I guess yeah, if it Jenilin. had been Finzite, uh, he would have he would have told her what's up. He well, no, she gave hey, her bad intel. She had bad intel. No. She she, she even was says, this person was a good skater. She's, but she even says, like, I, I know Sailor Moon is clumsy, but she can't be this clumsy. Yeah. Which, <laughs> hey, if somebody tells you, if somebody tells you, hey, uh, I'm looking for a person who's clumsy, uh, and then you have a match for what exactly what that person looks like, and then you go, eh, when he said she was clumsy, she's probably not, like, super clumsy. <laughs> but, you're, but you're also told they're, like, a master ice skater, and she can't even stand. Like, get- she couldn't even walk on the, like, where there wasn't ice with without like almost dying. I guess that is true. Well, I mean, that's like, that's a, I mean, speaking of Superman, right? That's why he always make, in the old days would make Clark look like a, like a bumbling doofus, right? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Sailor Moon doesn't do it on purpose. <laughs> so uh, Kunzai busts in on the uh, on uh, the monitors because Jenilyn is actually spying on uh, Misha as he's uh, trying to skate with Sailor Jupiter, who has actually displayed the the ice skating prowess that they are looking for. 
anymore. Now, I mean, and this is this is one of those things. Like we we're in on his uh, thoughts, so we actually hear him continuously thinking, like, oh, maybe she's Sailor Moon. So Jenilyn really does just get jealous over nothing. Like he's he is just following the plan. Like this is planned. I I think he's a little into it too. You think so? Cause he yeah, cause he he like he thinks she's Sailor Moon. He doesn't think anyone's Sailor Moon, but he he's like I'm gonna scroll along. I'm gonna keep holding this girl. <laughs> So and it's not until they like literally turn him into a monster that he's like, okay, let's try and take her down. So uh, he goes for a lift and and can't get her up because she's too heavy. Now, does does she stop him or does he is he really unable to? I couldn't quite tell. Um, let, let me let me see here. Uh, let's see. I think he's not really able to, and I don't know. I guess I can sort of see it because like most ice skaters are like five feet tall. Yeah, the, the little ones, and she's like what six feet tall and muscular. No, <laughs> she's she's five six. Is she? She's by height. Yes. Yes. This is what we, we, this is one of we, the most surprising things we've learned is that the the giantess well, Sailor Jupiter is five six. Well, we have also learned that a lot of our guests on the show are also five six. Yes, that's also <laughs> true. And we have had like four times people be like, "Oh, I'm five six. Uh, yeah, Sailor Moon is is four eleven. So yeah, she's tiny. tiny. But that's the, mean, but this is the thing. I, I've been to Japan. They're not that small. Well, turns out. Like, well, also she's fourteen. <laughs> Don't forget, well, they're in middle school. You think they're gonna get taller? But shouldn't they be like just hitting their like their growth spurt though? Like, couldn't they already have like hit puberty a little bit earlier? And yeah, I mean they should be done. Look, look, you're not you're not done growing when you're fourteen necessarily. Sailor Moon but is not gonna get any taller, dude. I mean, look, we know, look, okay, we know none of them are going to get any taller because we see them in the future right. and they look exactly like they look right now right. for the next thousand years. So it, it doesn't matter. Okay. But the idea here is. I'm just saying for a 14 year old, she, it, for a 14 year old in Japan in the 90s, she's very tall. So this guy tries to lift this five foot six girl and is unable to do it now. But here's where it gets ridiculous because then she lifts him. He's got to be like six foot something, right? The idea that she can like, live pretty close to her height. Really? Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm not saying that like he shouldn't have like the upper body strength to do it because he should. I mean, his but... when they're skating next to each other, his chin is about on the top of her head. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Right. So he's so... A, he's a whole head taller, but <laughs> I mean, whatever. They're doing a cute bit that she's super strong and he's uh, surprised by it. That's fine. It just yeah. is a little goofy. And, and, and again, past Olympic level, like uh, they say that no no woman in the world has ever successfully lifted a male ice skater <laughs> while they've been figure skating. That has okay. never happened. This is the first time this has happened in world history. And Mako is just like skating around with a huge smile on her face, hoisting this dude in the air. And everybody is super stoked about it. So again, Jenilyn is not, is super jealous. She's not, again, I don't think this is part of the plan. She just immediately grabs the microphone in the, in the observation booth and goes, uh, Training's over. Everybody get off the rink and get out of here. Uh, and the girls are always like, oh, oh okay, that sucks. Uh, and they start to leave. And Misha grabs Jupiter's arm and is like, you can't go. He says to her, uh, you are the best partner in the world. I mean, look, no one else can do that. <laughs> Apparently. And that's why she's so jealous. So obviously her plan does not work. because I mean, because that's the thing. I guess she, I, 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 I'm just unclear as to what the actual plan was, was supposed to be. Like, was there supposed to be a point where they figured out who Sailor Moon was and told everyone else to go home? Because she certainly doesn't act like that. But then he does stop her. I don't know. I think that was supposed to be the plan, but she stopped it. In her mind, she was stopping it early to take care of this girl. But he had already found what he thought was Sailor Moon. So it sort of worked out for their plan. Sure. Even though 
both dates were both wrong. <laughs> so he tells the very best partner I mean, in the look, world that look, she has to stay. I will say this for all of these stupid plans. They work. They they work. They do find a sailor scout in all of these. They do. They found they found Mars. They found Jupiter. They found Sailor Moon in the Princess Training episode. No, they, it always works. It really does. Yeah, it actually works because they're so dumb that they that they see these flyers and go, oh, this will be fine. <laughs> or we should check this out. I feel like it, like by the time they actually hit 18, they're never even going to look at Craigslist. You know, it would just be like, no, I don't want that couch. It's not worth it. Someone's going to fucking murder me. <laughs> <laughs> like when they go off to college, yeah, they're gonna. Well, they're gonna. Go, like, they'll they'll even go into a store and they'll be like, "It's on sale," and they're like, "Never mind." Nope, nope. I will pay full <laughs> price for this. I'll go Thank buy you. it from more elsewhere. Sorry, J- Jedi on Jedi trying to sell things on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, please, oh, someone. I know. Sense. Like, look, we have had people write fan fiction inspired by this show. Jedi tries to sell a couch on Craigslist. There you go. That is your writing prompt. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what is this plan again? Is this is him going? That people are obsessed with couches nowadays they spend so much energy finding couches like yeah hey exactly everyone in the moon kingdom sat on couches <laughs> that's true they were, couches the most were the most popular popular furniture on the moon <laughs> all right fair it works so, so uh misha is skating around with uh makoto uh isagi comes back in and ends up finding the surveillance room yeah because she's she's, she's 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 tiptoeing around sneakily not because again not because this whole thing is suspicious not because there might be a dark kingdom but she's like i'm not leaving until i get my instructions on skating so she's insisting that she stay late and sneak around again her another speaking of terrible plans she's just gonna run into them and go so uh promise to teach me how to skate and i don't know how to skate yet let's do this <laughs> and as she's in there the room explodes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is an amazing like I, I, I put the the screenshots from the episodes up on my tumblr and I've kind of been limiting it to 10 because that's the most you can do on a single uh, uh, Tumblr photo post. But like, I honestly wish I could put every every frame of this Usagi runs away from an explosion scene. Make a GIF. It's the best. I mean, th- this this scene actually is like... <laughs> This scene is actually kind of like highlights how none of the plans are working and yet everything comes together anyway. Because <laughs> Jenna Lynn is, because she's jealous that they're skating together, not anything that actually is part of the plan. She takes her fist, she punches it into the monitor, which apparently sets off the self-destruct, which is what makes it explode a minute later uh, when Usagi goes in the room. But when Usagi goes in the room, she sees the computer has identified Jupiter successfully. But yes. Jenna Lynn did yes. not see that, or at least as far as we are know, completely missed that part of it uh, and left just because she was jealous. And then she blew up the computer. Right, and then blew up the computer. Like, the plan... So nobody knows. <laughs> right, the plan 100% worked and they just, you know, blew it. Um, and then again, and at the same time, Yusagi's sneaking in to get her lesson and stumbles into Dark Kingdom. <laughs> it's just a, this one scene of, like, every coincidence in the world happening at once. There you go. So, Janelin goes out of the ice to confront uh, Misha and Makoto and we get her transformation sequence into a monster. Awesome. Which is full bananas. I mean, we get monster uh, transformations, and that we get monster transformations at all is pretty sweet. Like a lot of the yes, times, you don't I, I really agree. see it. Her, and I, I also agree that her transformation is awesome. It's also like bonkers. Her clothes explode off of her body. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's customary. And, yes, <laughs> but I mean, like violently explode <laughs> off her body. Yes. Then a little belt comes around her uh, her stomach. 
And then like a little skirt just unrolls like a paper towel from the belt. It's pretty fantastic. It's, I mean, it's great. It's super weird. Uh, so she is on the ice glowing with evil fire, uh, which you would think would be a bad combination. <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, and she also like, then there's a second part of her transformation sequence, which again looks great, uh, where she grows gloves. And like they, they just kind of roll down her arms and spikes sprout. And she like almost in, Sailor Moon's transformation pose like gets these earrings. Uh, oh. It's really... She also might have the best outfit of the episode. It's yes. pretty awesome. And she and she also, she has two-tone hair again, but now it's two different colors divided, or it's one different color anyway. It's still blonde, but now it's blonde and blue. And divided in a different way, which is very funny. Yes. Uh, and she's, like, Erica, do you want to talk about this costume? Because it is pretty great. Uh, um, hold on, let me pull it up. Oh, uh, no. Wait, do you have it up? I do. Show me. Okay. Yeah, this, this is like when she transforms, is definitely when I was thinking she looked like a way better version, like a really pared down, clean version of like a Marvel UK character from the 90s. <laughs> sure. Because she's got the, the headphones and the head that turn into a headband. Yeah, she's got that. She's got like the colorful hair. She's got like a two-piece outfit. Long gloves. Totally. Uh, I can see yeah. that 100%. Yeah, and she's even got like spikes on her that like maybe aren't that effective. They, they, I mean, they keep trying they to do elbow spike attacks. It would also very difficult to do any of the moves she's doing. <laughs> well, they, they should, <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> like, she should be stabbing herself in the thighs constantly. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, she transforms, uh, and Misha transforms because they are the ultimate pair. And, uh, we don't, do we get as much of Misha's transformation? Not I guess we do. Much, His clothes explode. Yeah, exactly. His, his clothes explode and then, like, pants, like, melt onto him and the rest of his costume melts onto him. It was like a brief moment of toplessness. Yeah, it's a very quick. And he, like, and it's weird that her transformation sequence is kind of so reminiscent of the, the Scouts because he is wearing, like, an evil tuxedo mask outfit. He really is. Like, he's it's, wearing... He's got, like, the red inside. Yeah. He's wearing a weird Dracula cape and, like, formal wear. <laughs> but his suit is double-breasted because he's twice as evil. Aww. Um, uh, so, and this is where we find out their name. Oh, and, and they have it. Yeah, they have a collective name for their monster form, which is uh, Zoilingeller. I'm trying to see if I can find uh, what the deal is with that. Okay, they they have it written differently in the wiki that I'm at. They wrote it as Zoilingeller, as in two. First of all, two words. Yeah, yeah. It says it says that it says nothing is known about the origin of it, and they're not even sure about the spelling because different versions of it have used different spellings. So, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> no the, info I mean, on this. Why would there be different spellings? We're just going to translate from the Japanese to do pretty easily. Because apparently some translations have used what we what we saw this time, which was uh, one word Zoilingeller, and some and the original one used Zoirin Z O Y R I N space G E L L E R. Um, so I'm going to go with that one because there isn't like an L syllable in Japanese, so that's like some interpretation they made. But e but even that still uses L's for Geller. <laughs> Oh, does it? Yeah. Ah. It's, it just took out the L in Zoiland. <laughs> Weird. I have so no idea. They, so Zoiringeller does a, uh, a double uh, axle kick on uh, Makoto, shredding her, her costume with uh, their skates or possibly elbow spikes. 
Uh, and look, she's got to watch out or her tummy will get cold, uh, which as we know, oh. is the worst thing that can happen. We got actually somebody tweeted to us about that. I know we did about why that is. I didn't know if you, if you'd gotten that, uh, apparently because if, if you, uh, if you get, if you have an upset stomach, they say it's because your stomach got, yeah, if you, if you get a, a cold or something. So, well, that but interesting. Yeah. But we don't think, I mean, we talk about getting a cold, but we don't ever say, oh, like you, <laughs> you bared your midriff too much and that's why you're throwing up. <laughs> that is, that is how it happens. Apparently. Okay. There we so go. Sailor Moon shows up. She transforms uh, to save uh, Makoto. And uh, suddenly, I'm pretty good at this whole uh, ice skating thing. <laughs> suddenly, like, I wanted her to have skates, like, appear on her feet. She does. During her transformation oh, sequence, oh, though. Oh, oh, oh. Because she, she actually does have skates appear on her feet shortly thereafter. But I did want them to go back in and like redraw that bit of the uh, of, of the transformation sequence. Not going to happen. Uh, she also says that uh, they are uh, making a weapon of figure skating and using it to torment innocent girls. Which is, of course, unforgivable. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's when she sprouts her, uh, that's when she sprouts her ice skates. And does that make her good at skating? Well, no, she still jumps out on the ice and falls down, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But I mean, look, she just, she, she did just jump in onto the ice from like 30 feet above it. That's true. That's totally fair. Oh, look, I, also, she always jumps landing. in from 30 feet above anything. Oh, did we, did we, I don't think we mentioned that Misha like is like very Joker looking. <laughs> He gets he gets a uh, super pale skin and green hair and and slightly purple costume too. So I definitely looked at him a few times like okay weird Joker on ice situation. So uh, Misha attacks by literally throwing Janelin at Sailor Moon. Yes, which is when uh, Tuxedo Mask shows up with his own ice skates on the bottom of his shoes and uh, uh, saves her. And she's like, oh Tuxedo Mask, you saved me. And he goes, don't get the wrong idea. Okay. He just doesn't like dirty tricks. No, no. We got to talk about this. Because again, this okay. is another crock of shit. Um, he yeah. shows up to go. Oh, creep. He go, shows up and goes, yeah, I'm not saving you, okay? I'm saving Sailor Jupiter, although he doesn't realize it's Sailor Jupiter. He goes, I don't like that they're put, that the Negaverse is tying up innocent people into it. I'm sorry, what? The Negaverse? You mean the ones who used to put hundreds of people in comas for no reason other than that they thought this new pet was cute? Other than that they bought a clock because they needed a clock and it was on sale? You, th these people you thought were going to leave innocent people out of it? Okay. Yeah, makes, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Seems he's, legit to me. He's he's an idiot, and uh, there you go. Well, yeah, he's a better hero now, which is weird. <laughs> he's a better and more motivated hero now. Uh, it doesn't make sense. So, so again, so, this is another this is another moment with some really awesome skating uh, because him and Sailor Moon are skating, and they've got them going along, and then all of a sudden, Misha and Janelin just go. And just slide into frame, not even moving at all. Just like they look like they're standing still. They're skating <laughs> sideways with their arms crossed. <laughs> like just being like grumpy skating at them. It's so great. It's really great. <laughs> like that's physically not possible. Their their skates would have to be on sideways. <laughs> yeah. Look, they're they're great skaters. Yeah, they're the best in the world. <laughs> Oh man, it's pretty fun. So then they they, they uh, they're gold medalists. Oh, that's of course, of course, they they are gold medalists. So they they start an attack. They jump at them, and uh, Tuxedo Mask goes, "You got to jump, Sailor Moon." She's like, "What?" And so <laughs> since she can't jump, he just picks her up and throws her, and that counts yeah, as a there's jump. There's a lot of there's a lot of 
of men throwing women in this episode. <laughs> but again, it works. And he, and he like throws her yeah. too. Like when uh, Misha threw Janelin, it was like kind of a, uh, like, you know, the kind of throw you would see in a, a figure skating event. Yeah, it's, like, it's like half attack, half move, but they're both in on it. They yeah. both know what's happening. Right. It's, it's a fastball. Yeah. Tuxedo Mask just picks Usagi up and throws her. Like, like he is, he is like a position like a baseball player. But she spins around gracefully and manages to land on one foot and can, is able to hold herself up skating on one foot and is super duper proud of herself. Yeah, she goes, "I'm skating," which is great. <laughs> it's pretty adorable. Her her excitement is pretty adorable. So then they come after her again, and then Tuxedo Mask goes, "Now you have to jump on your own." Uh, and again, she pulls it off off of that one foot skate. She managed to, to leap, spinning over both of them as they uh, skate past. Over them. Yeah. Over over their whole body. Over two people. Yep. And again, she lands and is skating backwards, landing, uh, and is just like, I'm awesome. This is amazing. So uh, they, but they start uh, sweeping their legs out from under them with the the sit spins, and uh, they take uh, Tuxedo Mask and Yusagi out, and they're getting ready to stab them to death with their elbow spikes, and then suddenly they get struck by lightning and murdered. (laughs) Can I tell you? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Jupiter thunders them. really great. And the fact that they are like seriously injured and they're just lying on the ground like uh, we've just got electrocuted. It's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> a listener actually brought um, the first volume of Sailor Moon to a uh, signing I did oh, nice. uh, yesterday. And uh, like I, I, I signed it. Oh, wow. And then I flipped. It. Yeah. Well, I was asked. I know. I know. You it. didn't just sign anything. Put I didn't just say, hey, give me that kid. <laughs> uh, although we did. Uh, we were. Uh, Chad and I were doing a signing on Friday and uh, uh, it was a friend of ours who actually runs the shop and, and he like brought us a menu from a local restaurant because he was going to grab us lunch and so we signed the menu <laughs> put it down in front of us nice uh, but uh, I, I, I signed it and then I flipped to where uh, Jupiter Jupiter's first appearance where she murders Nephrite yeah and I just I was like drew a big X in that panel and wrote dead <laughs> Because, yeah, the first time Jupiter shows up and uses uh, Supreme Thunder, it kills a man in the manga. Uh, and it looks great here. It's one of the it's one of the best animated attacks I think we've seen on the show so far. Uh, like, it goes from the, the, you know, stock footage to them just getting, like, blasted. It's really great. So, so they get knocked down. Uh, all the scouts have shown back up. They all, they all made their way in. And uh, out comes everybody's favorite guy, Kunzai. And Kunzai goes, uh... Is he everybody's favorite guy? No, everybody hates him. Uh, and he goes again, uh, Endymion, you screwed it up again. <laughs> like, this, this would have worked. So then he, like, points at this giant tumor he gave the building on the ceiling. <laughs> And it. Tur- I like. I like that the building was constructed for this purpose. Oh, totally. But like the one thing they had that was a weapon in the building had to be like just jammed in there at the last minute. Like, oh shit, we forgot. We forgot this was the building for murder. <laughs> Yeah, so so you, so you just like, Erica, you think this was a product of dark the dark construction company, a subsidiary well, like it, of the Dark Kingdom. They didn't know where the building came from. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, they could I, just be. I think Yusagi just doesn't get out much. Yeah, they could just not pay attention to things being built around the town. It's Tokyo. It's enormous. 
I don't know. So, uh, so yeah, the, the, yeah, the tumor starts glowing yeah. and it turns on the air conditioner so hard that it's, it's icing everything. Like everything is. Which freezing. really, which really, they have this weird, you know, like if you haven't watched this episode, uh, I'm kidding. It looks like a tumor. It's a weird growth on the ceiling of this room, but all it does is like turn the air conditioner on. Like they could just say like, they, they could just go, Hey, yeah, the, uh, it's super, we're, uh, you know, turning on the air conditioner really hard. Well, like, real air conditioners. Saying, like, it's not like a weird. It, they could have just built a better AC instead of like having this really suspicious looking, you know, meteor stuck in the roof of the ceiling of the room that everyone's in. Hey, what's that trash bag full of spaghetti up there on the ceiling? <laughs> Like no one, like, no. people should have noticed that. But but again, but, uh, it, I, it, I do it, like that Gunzite refers to this attack as absolute zero ice hell. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, this yeah, this uh, you this would not be accomplished by just flipping the switch on the air conditioner up really high. Like air conditioners do not form giant ice formations. They're not that good. You have to magic it. Um. Oh, but it's it also is worth noting that Kunzite is screwing over his dudes as well. This is this is hitting Misha and Jenelin as well. Uh, they're all getting frozen. So Tuxedo Mask saves them from it by using his uh his magic cane, throws it at the the well the the, the growth the art the, the whatever it is, and it shatters and it turns okay. off the air conditioner. Okay, literally. Everyone in this situation has an attack where they throw something. Yeah. Ex- except Tuxedo Mask just has a stick that he throws. Yeah, he's like, the only one that looked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, this should not have been a problem. <laughs> well, he actually like, also... Maybe if it was only Mercury. Mercury would be like, well, I can make it colder. He also <laughs> actually has an attack where he throws a thing, and it's not his stick. <laughs> I, that's true. Why did he not throw a rose? I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because nobody so would upset. believe a rose breaking that. <laughs> Really? It's it, the rose has broken concrete before. <laughs> so this is, this is a magic ice hell. It's not going to break that. You need the cane. It is an absolute zero ice hell. That is true. So he breaks it. Everybody pops out of their their frostiness, and uh, the the bad guys pop up and are like ah, and and they go do a Teller moon, and she does her healing, and they heal. And unlike every other monster that she heals, who falls over unconscious immediately upon being healed, they <laughs> immediately start. Spinning immediately straight out of the transformation pack and just start skating around with joy. Immediately <laughs> skating. But, but I, okay, I, I'm okay with this one though because, like, <coughs> everything that paired them together was about their, like, I'm assuming love. Sure. And so, like, with Sailor Moon's powers being love based, it was just like, even, even like the fact that, you know, Misha joined her in becoming a monster, it was about loving her more than, like, you know, the girl she was jealous of. Yeah. So, I, I'm okay with it. Now, th- now, there's no reason, however, that they won't remember that these are the Sailor Scouts. Because that's the thing. With every other person who becomes a monster and then goes unconscious, you kind of go, oh, they fell unconscious. They probably don't remember everything quite right. You know, this and that and the other thing. But these guys are just like, yeah, now we're skating. Thank you, Sailor Scouts. We won't tell your secret, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, they know the Sailor Scouts are there, but they don't. Do, I, well, they know. Do they just not remember? Well, again, the, uh... this is, this is again, the, the, uh, the question of paperwork, which we talk about way too often on Sailor business. But, uh, they know, they saw, they know that, well, I guess they don't necessarily know that Taylor Jupiter is Sailor Jupiter. I mean, but again, right, they, did they it's take, a girl they knocked out. Right, right. Did they take down names or what? Did they take, did they make people fill out forms when they got to the, the rink or did they just walk right out on the ice with nothing? Uh, they probably had to do the dress rental. <laughs> there you go. So they'll probably look. had to. So then there the you go. Run. They'll be like, she had this color dress. Let's go find in the system who rented that dress. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Makoto, uh, everybody's like, hey, Makoto, are you okay? Because. 
Everybody's way more concerned about Makoto like doing five minutes of ice skating with a guy who turned into a monster than uh, Ray's boyfriend getting stabbed and dying and coming back to life as an evil, uh, an evil general of the Negaverse. For sure. Uh, and Makoto's like, yeah, it's fine. I just gotta find another guy. Which is pretty great. The best, I love Makoto. The best part of which, I mean, because again, obviously, everybody sees coming that a, a boy walks by and she falls in love with But the best part is that it cuts off the music. <laughs> like, it's playing this music, like, uh, when when she sees him, it goes, just cuts it right off. She's like, whoa, who's that? Pretty funny. So, uh, that's our episode. Uh, I feel like we learned a lot. <laughs> Oh yeah, I feel, I feel like this is a very educational experience. Uh, Jordan, do we have the the original uh, Sailor Moon says queued up? Sure do. Here you go. Okay. Lita was pretty broken up when Misha went back to Janelle, but that doesn't make Lita a loser. It's hard not getting something you want, but that doesn't make you a loser either. As bad as you feel, sorrows or disappointments often help us grow up and make us wiser. We learn a lesson. Uh, then again, some people don't. But don't let one disappointment keep you from seeing all the other good things in your life. Sailor Moon says. <laughs> That's actually the actually most, not a bad lesson. The most appropriate lesson I think we've got. Lita's not a loser. Lita's not a loser. Makoto is not a loser. Just because this guy turned into a monster and tried to kill her with elbow spikes. No, that's not the part. It's that she went. He, he went back to the other girl. <laughs> Yeah, because this grown Olympic gold medalist did not date a 14-year-old after this <laughs> episode was over. To be fair, legal in Japan. <sighs> I'm, I'm not saying it's not gross. I'm just saying it's a thing that happens. <sighs> All right, so what did we learn from this episode? Uh, Erica, we will start with you. Oh god, what did I learn from this episode? Um, I learned that elbow spikes don't do anything, or that it's pretty easy to forget you have them because no one ever used them. Oh, they, they tried. They pointed them they at tried. people and <laughs> they just didn't successfully. <laughs> but did they true. point them at people during attacks though, or just use them as sort of like a as a pointer? No, they they would go. There's a point or two where they went at people like elbow first, <laughs> which looks ridiculous. But again, then the people would dodge. So uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I learned, see, I learned that uh, all girls in Japan have ice skating outfits ready at a drop of a hat. At a moment's notice. They could have rented them. (laughs) Or that I find that I learned that they have ice skating outfit rentals, which I think is actually weirder and kind of creepier. Chris, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that uh, if you're looking for the moon princess... start with the people in the most elaborate and detailed outfits because they are likely the main characters. Is that is that true to just this episode, though, Chris? No. I mean, no, no. In the skiing episode, the... there was a bazillion clones and and the two main characters. <laughs> I mean, look, at the very least, there's only one person in the show with 12-foot-long blonde hair uh, in, in two giant uh, ponytails. Oh, we just have to accept that you can't recognize them that way, except if, if you're the computer and you did it early. <laughs> Oh well, I uh, I gotta say I like this episode. This episode is one of the dumbest things the show has ever done. <laughs> like, this, like everything about this episode is based on the flimsiest mm-hmm. of premises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I love I, I love it though. Like I love that I'm watching this episode last night. I was like, so you know it's a trap, but like, but you're not even like concerned. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah it's a trap. I want to like I want to hang out with those ice skaters. It's like. I mean, at this point, should they be concerned about traps from this guy? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would say 
What, what, what do you say? Recommended? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I would forgot say to mention. Uh, I forgot to mention that in the original Deke dub, uh, the, the skaters had Russian accents, which is pretty great. They do in the in the new dub as well. Do they? Oh, that's terrific. That's yes. pretty good. Uh, what was the uh, what was the Deke title for this episode? Uh, <laughs> I think it's the ice the ice princess. Yeah, ice princess. Wah, wah. Not very good. But uh, yeah, no, they had terrific. They had terrific uh, Russian accents, which was pretty awesome. Uh, what were their names in the? It was still Misha, but the uh, the other one. Had had a different name was it just it might have just been janelle i can't remember oh well uh yeah it was uh in the original dub it was it was misha and janelle instead of misha and uh Janelin. great so, so yeah, I would say a recommended episode. Very, very silly, very fun. I think. Yeah. Weird, weird in that it's a a Jupiter focused episode. That's kind of not like it feels like it should be a Jupiter spotlight episode, but there's never really any Jupiter stuff in it. It's like it's only it only becomes her thing partway through, and then it stops being her thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very much a Usagi episode more than anything, uh, which you know it probably should be. <laughs> Her name on the on the title. It's her name on the front of the DVD. You can't have steak for every meal, Chris. Can you though? Can you though? No. no. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> what about steak nachos? Maybe. Okay. Because listen, I live right next door to a Mexican restaurant. I could theoretically have steak nachos for every meal. I know you could, Chris. And that I don't is please, a testament please, please to my willpower. Please don't do that. Uh, I think, we I all think, want you to stick around. Listen, we'll be back next week where I talk about my seven days of steak nachos. Uh, all right, that'll be fun. We'll see. Yeah. How, see how if you live, uh, presuming you live. Uh, a recommended, a recommended episode. Yeah, uh, I would say very, very fun. Lots of fun. Uh, Erica, we already talked about Squirrel Girl, uh, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, which is on sale now from uh, Marvel Comics, uh, which is uh, number five. Was the latest? Uh, six. I think seven's coming out this week. Uh, I don't know what this airs. <laughs> uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, this week. Cool. So yeah, check out that. It is a it is a great book. Uh, Erica, where else can everyone find you online? They can find me at ericafailsatlife.tumblr.com and also <laughs> fails at Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're still the same. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. And you can find Sailor Business on Twitter at Sailor Business. You can find me uh, on Twitter at uh, at the ISB. And you can find uh, my Tumblr where I post uh, the screenshots from the episode at theisb.tumblr.com. Uh, if you enjoy the show, make sure you, you tell somebody. Uh, if you feel like leaving a review on iTunes, that's great. But uh, if you know a Sailor Moon fan who doesn't know about the show, let them know. Let them know we exist. Also, if you like me and Jordan, uh, X-Men 92 is out now digitally at Comixology and in print. Uh, the first issue is out. Uh, I co-wrote it with my writing partner, Chad Bowers. Jordan edited it. It was drawn by Scott Goldbush, who's great. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with uh, an episode that I do not have the title of because it's on a different DVD. I have it. Or at least I have <laughs> a Something title. about yokai and hot springs. The and legendary Usagi's lake family. monster Yusagi's Family Ties. That's the version I have. We will be back with that next week. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.